Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph, and Nick. So we're starting off the pod with some breaking news, literally just uh, come through in the in the last few minutes, that Antonio Brown uh, is accused of nearly hitting toddler with items thrown from his condo balcony in Florida. So there's been two lawsuits that have reportedly been filed for damaging a $35,000 fully furnished unit condo uh, in February of this year. And apparently one of the items he threw out over his balcony was a vase, quite expensive vase. And as a result, he's now facing a lawsuit from refusing to pay the damages for the condo and then also from the family of the 22-month-old child. So what do we think of this? (laughs) Uh. It's a bit confusing how this happened on April the 24th, but this has only just come out. Um, And also, I'm also confused as to whether or not the... Is the vase supposed to be worth $35,000? Or was that the... The condo is, and all the contents so of the condo. So a very cheap condo or a very expensive vase. <laughs> <laughs> well, the headline I've got here from Sleeper says, How Antonio Brown almost kid a ki- killed a kid with a vase because he was upset someone stole $80,000 lamp and a gun from his house in Miami. Either way, doesn't sound great. So do we think he's going to get a ban off the back of this, potentially, if this is true and it's got legs? Because surely that's breaking the rules... Uh, that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, in the scale of things that NFL players do wrong, throwing a vase out the window is kind of low down, I would say. But, I mean, the toddler doesn't help. 
Agreed, agreed. Wait, wait, rewind, 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 guys. You're listening to the Five Yard Rush podcast. Welcome in, Murph. It's good to have you back again. Nick, we bigged you up last week. You were sort of a ghost in the studio, but you're here today. How's it feel? Good to be back, yeah. I've got a bit of time off and I'm excited to get, get stuck in. A bit of time off? A bit of time off. <laughs> yeah, a quarter of the year. Yeah, you're yeah. basically like an NFL player. I, now. I, I'm done for 2018. Like a reverse NFL player. Yeah, yeah. Nick's almost off till the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way at all that my resigning coincided with the NFL season. That definitely was not didn't, didn't factor into my decision. Well played, sir. Well, and since you've got three months to plan the Super Bowl party, it's definitely yours now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no excuses. I want this to be the best experience, other than me going to the Super Bowl. Well, I've, of my I've, life. I've bought a barbecue, and uh, although he's yeah, a good, good barbecuer as well. Nice, Nick can grill. Ah, <laughs> we're so guys, talking my language. Go find the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, our host site, social media is at Five Yard Rush, and that's YRD Rush. We're still working on the full legit Yard Rush. Murph's got a handle. It's that Maverick Murph. And uh, Nick, have you got a handle? Uh, no, I still, still don't have Twitter. Me either. Come the revolution. <laughs> Boys, no, we, listen, we, it's going to be it's got to be Twitter over Facebook. Facebook's going to die in a few years. And, well, I mean, it won't. It will still be there, but no one will use it. It'd be, it'd be like MySpace, basically. We'll have Instagram, does that count? Well, that's part of the Facebook family. You can have Instagram, but you got to you, you get down and, and follow some players on. So we need to start tweeting, is that what you're saying? Not just start tweeting, but follow people. That's where you get all the all the heartbreaking news. Right on, right on. So on today's show, we're going to do like last week, bit of news, waivers, Murph on the streets, little stat segment, and we'll finish with some winners and losers. Another bit of breaking news, just straight in, 37, so 40 minutes ago. Apparently, Buffalo have offered, well, LaShawn McCoy, well, the Eagles have inquired about LaShawn McCoy from Buffalo. Murph was pretty excited about that as he seems to own him absolutely everywhere for some godforsaken reason. Well, the reason is, and this goes back to the scenario I posted last week, so I'm in five leagues. The only league I got a pick inside the top five was the one pick in the league where I was only allowed, by my own rules, to draft NFC South players. So I was just, like, stuck. So in all these other leagues, I've been bottom two, bottom three, bottom four pick of the round. Um, So... You take wide receiver, wide receiver, because that's the talent that's there, best position, best players available on the board, and then you get stuck in the third round, deep, and it's it's shady or bust. Well, bust. You you know, a couple of leagues there was some uh, like Ajayi was there, but he's gone, which we'll get to. Um, so I just backed back shady and then handcuffed him because I wasn't sure about what's going on with the timeout. So if he gets traded, I'm I'm over the moon. That's best thing could happen to me. I'm going to throw loads. I'm going to throw so many trade offers out tonight, just <laughs> offering absolute pony for LaShawn McCoy. Hopefully, you, you better hope they don't download the pod. Yeah, don't listen till sort of half ten this evening, guys. <laughs> but yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. So in other news, proper news, not breaking anymore. Well, Drew Brees broke Peyton Manning's all-time passing record of seventy-one thousand nine hundred forty yards last night in their forty-three nineteen victory over the Redskins. It took about five minutes for him to celebrate. Adam, you're not too pleased about this. Well, did they win the Super Bowl last night? Because that's the only time I've ever seen celebrations like that. Scoreboard came to life. The game stopped mid-game. Um, I don't get the point. I just I just don't get it. If it was half-time, and you're talking about this would happen about two and a half minutes before half-time. If they played out the half and then did something at half-time, fine. 
Still don't think it's massively great to celebrate, but whatever, you're the best all time in terms of passing yards. Dine out, celebrate it. He's only got one ring, so I suppose why not? But to stop a game for the better part of five or six minutes to celebrate this is just... It's, it's insane. Like, when's it going to stop? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to have someone that's going to throw seven touchdowns in the game. So, as a result, the game's going to stop for ten minutes so that we can go back and reenact all seven live in stream. <laughs> like, it's just... Play the game, boys. It's just play it. It's it's not fair to the Redskins because they've had to sit there on the sideline going, what's all this? And I'm not saying that's why they lost. It was 26-6 at the time. The game was done. But... I just don't get it. It's it's just not part of what the sport is. The sport is is the game first and, and foremost. And to anyone watching that on TV, I'll switched off. We're going well half times in two minutes, so that's pointless. Skip that, and then you're you're off it for twenty thirty minutes. Just just do it. Do it after the game. Do it in your own time. Send a tweet out and have a little picture of your family. Don't don't talk to your family for two minutes on the sidelines. Like no one wants to see it. <laughs> Not even Saints fans want to see it. Just just let it go, man. Your record is going to be broken by Matthew Stafford in a few years. Like, it's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant stat that we've broken for years. Enough. <laughs> How good did Traquan Smith look last night as well? Phenomenal. I'm surprised we've not seen him sooner, really. Um, very minimal touches, but big, big, strong uh, prospect out of college. And, yeah, I, he took a lot of touches away from Michael Thomas and... And uh, Alvin Kamara, but maybe that was part of just giving those boys some rest after the heavy workload the first four weeks. Especially with Mark Ingram coming back as well. He was a beast, wasn't he? Yeah, he was good. He, he was, was good. an absolute beast. I took him in every draft I could get my hands on him. And Well, if Shady gets traded to the Eagles and you've got Ingram and Shady for the next, well, what is it, 10 games? Yeah, cheers. Doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got another member of the Zombie Knee Club. Jay Ajayi's been placed on the IR with a torn ACL. Done for the year. And the award for the most unshocking news of the year goes to JGI. <laughs> it's his other knee. That's what's mental about this. It's his other knee. It's not even the same one. So he's got two knackered knees now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm off JGI. Like great player. He's British, but uh, he's not going anywhere near my draft in, in 2019. Puts the Eagles in a bit of a bind, though. I mean, I guess they've got Shady potentially going in, but I mean, Corey Claren has been there or thereabouts, but he's. Talented. Wendell Smallwood. I quite like Wendell Smallwood. I think he's quite a useful player. I think he's got, you know, he can catch. He's big in the passing game. He's not bell cow though, is he? No, he's not bell cow. He's not going to run through people. No, but are the, are the Eagles going anywhere this year? Well, they're pretty dumpster fire at the moment. I mean, it's going to take them a while for Wentz to come back, Jeffrey to reacclimatize to the playbook and stuff. They've always they've got the potential. They've got depth everywhere as well, which they really helps them out but that D's not as good as it was last year no agreed they've shipped so many players out of that D that the rotation just isn't there especially on the on the forward line and I think that's a concern I wouldn't rule them out but I'm pretty close to at this stage so every week Murph collates all our information off of our Slack channels into a news feed and the next line on the news feed reads Lattices suffers concussion against skins alright <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore suffered a concussion against the Redskins. You know, typos happen. We're not all perfect. As much as I strive to be. You know, I'm, I'm human. I make I make mistakes. That's got to hurt there, D. He's locked down that boy. He's not had a good year. I saw him on opening day and he was awful. Yeah. He couldn't handle Mike Evans to save his life. But 
That's because he had Fitch magic sprinkling dust all over him. <laughs> yeah, blinded everyone for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it is a blow. He was a, he was outstanding last year. I mean, you know more. You watch the Saints a lot more than I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's great. It's a blow. Um, hopefully he'll be back in game or two's time. But. Fair. Brandon Cooks suffers a concussion against Seahawks with a dirty helmet-to-helmet hit. And Cooper Cup also got a concussion in the same game. I watched the highlights and they didn't show either of the concussion hits on the highlights. I was waiting to see the Cooks hit because apparently it's horrendous. It, it's it's up there with the worst hit of the season. Was the player ejected? No. It wasn't even a penalty. How is he not ejected? I I, it, they, didn't even, they didn't even flag it as a penalty. There, there was a penalty on the play. It was a holding call. Um... <laughs> It, 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 he's dived in head first in the air and made contact and there's Cooks and he is sparkled. He is out for a good 30 seconds. Wow. And it's it's a proper helmet tower and there's another another man in coverage there that then hits him on the way down. It's just... I, it is awful. And it, it, I mean, did you see him when he got concussed in the Super Bowl? No. So he got concussed in the Super Bowl with what was a real flying hit. This was worse. And this is his third concussion in a year. Ouch. That's not great news. It's not great news. I'm concerned about him long term. Cooper Cups I don't think was as bad, but I, Brandon Cooks is no way starting from experience on, on Sunday. They played Denver as well, so that's a big loss for them. Huge. I mean, they've got plenty of plenty of targets there, but that's still a blow. Cup, I don't know, could, could potentially... He was having a career day as well. Well, he's had a career season so far. He's been yeah. really, really good. No, definitely. Yeah, well, I expect them to pound the rock with Gurley then even more so. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've got Gurley, you're just looking at this thinking, wow, I didn't think it'd get any better, but it is. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones disapproved of the punt in overtime and says it's time for risks, whereas Jason Garrett said it was a long one yard. That's what he said. He said it was a long one yard. I bet Jerry Jones right. He, he ploughs more money into this franchise than any other owner it is a point well, of Jerry Jones should not be saying that about his coach like you, you can disagree with it in private but I mean he's I mean he apart from being potentially the world's biggest tool I mean he should be <laughs> making that kind of comment in public I don't think about a coach but you never get that in in other sports that seems that strikes me as, as, as surprising and obviously he's a big personality and obviously like um Gary is not exactly performing right now but it's not what you want it's not the dynamic that I don't think should be happening in a professional franchise. I would I would agree with you and I don't like to see people being undermined. But Jason Garrett has been there too long. What's he been there? Eight years now? Nine years? He's yeah, like the sixth longest serving despite a yeah. really horrendous record. Well, he, he, his trend is normally one good season, one bad season, one good season, one, good, one bad season. He had a bad season last year. <laughs> it's not good this year. <laughs> it's certainly not good this year and if I'm Jerry Jones and you've communicated this with Garrett and they've got a long relationship and he is, I mean, he is Cowboys family, Garrett. I mean, it's going to hurt Jerry Jones when he has to pull the plug and, and get rid of him. But I think he's, he's right to put a little bit of pressure on him because he wants to see his coach come out and do something. You know, they're, they're in Seahawks territory, uh, Texans territory, in overtime with a chance to win the game. Right there. It's a yard. In, in no circumstance, if you're in the opponent's territory and it's four from one, unless you're going to take the field goal, and it wasn't in field goal range, should you be doing anything other than going for it? No, I, I don't disagree with you for a moment about the call being wrong, but I disagree with you with Jerry Jones coming out and saying that. I mean, that Prescott is not a good quarterback no, at all. Not, no. 
But the one Plus thing I would back him to do, yeah. And but the one thing I'd back him to do is get a QB sneak for a yard. He's a big lad. Or give it to twenty-one. Or give it to tw- either or. I'm fancying either of them to get a yard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I make Jerry Jones right in this instance. He he did say it's more. We've got to go for it now. I think he tried it as a motivational message. It wasn't a dig at Garrett. It was, but it wasn't like out and out calling him out. Um, but Garrett needs to needs to realise this game is not about ties. Ties get you nowhere, especially when you've got a losing record. Go, just go for it. Be be Frank Reich. Exactly. More often than not. Just going to say that. <laughs> be Frank Reich. Be Frank Reich. That is going to be the message of the pod. Because it's like the, you know, if you do, it doesn't work, then you're exactly the same position you are as if you punted. So what's the difference? And again, I go back to this question, and this is what I'd always ask myself: Are The Cowboys going to the playoffs this year? No. Anyone see him going to the playoffs? No. Wow, go for it. Sparky. Nope. Oh, absent without leaving again. <laughs> Increasing beer fine coming. <laughs> oh, moving on from one pretty poor coach to another one who Murph bigged up a little while ago. Jay Gruden. Or John Gruden, even. I'll say John Gruden. Yeah, not Jay. Jay's done all right. John Gruden takes responsibility for the Raiders' start by saying, my fingerprints are all over the Raiders' start. What more do you want? <laughs> Did you see his quote I posted earlier? Yeah. I won't load. So, he said, on rushing help, he said, it starts with pressure in the quarterback. We've got to get more pressure on the quarterback. Don't trade away Khalil Mack. People are looking at this thinking that's a disastrous move. I just disagree. I think it's a great move. I know, absolutely. But then you can't go on about saying we need more pressure. You've got to get the people you now have to make pressure. Yeah, but it's it's a rally cry. I think... um, Listen, this this year's just garbage time for them and see out the season and see what they do next year when they're in some random facility somewhere playing. Let's talk about them potentially coming to London and playing their their oh, season here, which I'll would be, be incredible that. For one year. <laughs> yeah. Just rock up there and see uh There's talks about it, I don't know what's gonna happen, but it'd be really cool if that happens. That would be sick. Imagine their shirt for one year. Ready. Tottenham Stadium. It's not. It's not ready yet. Isn't it ready? No. Not yet. When's it going to be ready? Never. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, it, it's certainly <laughs> it's too far away. There, there's talk about Christmas. There's talk about February. Um, yeah. That's that's a story for another pod. Just <laughs> yes, <laughs> football pod, as in <laughs> soccer. Uh, somebody I was bigging up a little while again about punting in Mile High. Marquette King has been placed on the IR and then released. Some sort of adductor injury. I think he's had his. Shortest punt average, 41-yard punt average of his career. Not great. So he's been released, but he'll end up somewhere. He's too good not to, just next season. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he does turn up. I can think of a few teams right now, especially after seeing the quick their kicking woes. Browns could be a good shout. Yeah, just even at field goals. <laughs> just get him taking field goals. <laughs> what are you on about? You're trying to do me out of a job. That's the job I fancy at the moment. Well, uh, anyone can kick it. Uh, what's the guy's name? Greg Joseph. Joseph, yeah. Did you see his... <laughs> Overtime kick. Oh, yeah, the knuckleball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get it over, mate. You know, it, was only, it was real short as well, and he just it dripped over the crossbar. And like, do, do you know what made this worse? So he's, he's hit the knuckleball. You know, everyone in the stadium knows he's not hit that properly. It's, it's dinked over. Everyone thought, oh, it's been tipped. It wasn't tipped. He then comes out for the press conference like he's an absolute hero. He's clearly seen Fitzmagic <laughs> the other week and thought, I'm going to have some of that. But what I'm going to do is instead of dress up or wear someone's clothes, I'm going to put a Man United shirt on and just rock around like I'm the king. What a moron. He's getting cut for me for that. 
Did he have a United shirt? On? Yeah, he wore a Man United shirt. I'll get out of town. To bro. a press conference, and then started acting like, "Yeah, look at me, I'm I'm great. I've done a great job. Yeah, it's great to be around great players, but you know, it's so humbling to score the winning. Oh, hey, shut, go away. Don't take credit where you can get it. No, not if you fluke it. I'm sorry. You just if he'd stood up there and gone, do you know what, guys? I mishit it. I got lucky. I'd have respected him. But he walked around like he owned it. At he least, missed an extra point in that kit, in that game as well. They wouldn't have taken it to overtime. At least come out wearing a Browns uniform or, you know, Browns polo or Browns hoodie and just, you've gotten their second win in 34 games or something. Yeah, something like that. It just, <laughs> it's their first win on a Sunday in the NFL. Ever. In three years. <laughs> in three years. Well, my ever. Well, yeah, when they beat the Ravens in overtime at Cleveland. Got rewind there for you. Eric Flowers is due to be cut by the Giants today if he's not traded. Any word on his trade? Nothing. Right tackle? Yes. So, yeah, expect him to be cut. It's a weird one that because he, he was drafted as a ninth overall pick in 2015. Had a great first season. He came out of Miami. Good second season, but started to tail off. And now, I think PFF have him ranked at 54th. The 54th best tackle in the league. Which is... I didn't think they went past that, that low. No, but. no. That's almost not even second string on the worst team. Yeah. It's just it's, shy. It's really low. And a lot of it is he doesn't want to be there. And that's why they want to get rid of him. But don't... This is We said this on the pod weeks ago when we talked about Josh Gordon. Why are you announcing that you're going to cut a player? His trade value hits the floor. Yeah, no one's going to trade for him. No, he's going to go on waivers in, in a... A couple of hours. So unless someone's going to throw a sixth or maybe a fifth at it, I'd be honest. I'd, I'd take him at the Bucks. I mean, I think in the right environment, you could people like that are, are good players. He's got an attitude problem, which you don't always want in the dressing room. But when you've got leaders in the dressing room, they're going to shake that out for sure. Full show. Old Noodle Legs isn't going to play Week Six. For those of you that haven't been listening to the pod recently, that is Leonard Fournette. Fire up your TJ Yeldon's Nick. Have you got any Fournette anywhere? Uh, no, I don't actually. Good lad. I think he's he's he somehow managed to avoid him everywhere. So that was more better better lucky than smart. Do you, do you know why that is? Because you listened to the podcast before drafting. Well, <clears throat> and uh, we told you not to draft him. Murph, have you got any Fournette? No, no, no. I, I followed the pod's advice and <laughs> picked up TJ Yeldon's everywhere. And I don't have any noodle legs because what, what did we say the requirement was? They had to play sixteen games, and we just did not see it in twelve. I. He's not even going to play 12, I don't think. 10 if he's lucky. He should sit out. To be honest, if, I, if I'm the Jags organisation, they're bringing in um, they're bringing in running backs. They're trying out. Because Corey Grant is on the IR as well, I think. Yeah, so they're looking at Jamal Charles. They are, Yeah, I saw that. And um, Marquette King. No, he's a no. punter. That's right. <laughs> who, who is it? Um, Help me out. Come on. Where's he play? Uh, running back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that limits it out back. to 32 too, so I'll just have a stab. Uh, I'll give that to you. Um, but yeah, they, they, they brought in Jamal Charles to, to have a look and try out. So I think they're, they're planning on not having him for a while. So we'll see what happens. Great news if you took TJ Yeldon on the back of week two. Yeah. 
waiver advice. And if you're in a league where nobody else is playing and it's just you who is active, I imagine he's still out there on the waivers. So go and pick him up and then say you won your league and it doesn't matter that everyone else just auto-picked their whole team every week. You still won a league. <laughs> That's right. He's he's only 90% owned, TJ on. So there's 10% of leagues that he is not owned. No. So, so just, I just told you guys, go and find him. Go, go find, him. find him. He had an amazing week last week. Helped me to, uh, help me to win in my league. He was, I think he was the seventh overall scoring uh, running back in standard league drafts. I can tell you where he was in PPR. Uh, fifth. Yeah, fifth. He was fifth in PPR with 22.2 points, which is pretty nice. Who do they have this week? I can tell you who they have. Dallas. That's right. Plug in your TJ Yeldons. <laughs> or oh, just Yeldon. There isn't more than one of them. That is, that's exactly it. More week six news. Greg Olsen should be back. That's good news for the Panthers. Hurts Christian McCaffrey. It's good news for me. I think I have <laughs> four out of five of my leagues or something ridiculous because he was really, really high up on my cheat sheets and so I just took him everywhere and obviously was very disappointed. But, uh, I hope I'm not playing you this week in Dynasty. I t- but whenever I hear this, I'm not so soft. I wouldn't be that sure he's going to play this week. This is this is Greg Olsen. He's not played in the like, best part of three years. Fifteen years. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chuck Hendrick West, by the way, was the other running back. You can see how I got him mixed up with... Okay. Charizard. <laughs> uh, where, where are we? Rookie quarterbacks went 4-0 and in week 5. Sam Darnold looked legit. Baker Mayfield is pretty accurate. He's just good at giving, getting the ball away. Yeah, he is. His foot movement is unreal. Yeah, next level. Nick, your boy Josh Rosen looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So did Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, very excited about. Yeah. In a number of, of drafts, he was, like, it was between him and Michael Gallup. They went around the same time and... He was the one to take. Did you take him? I took, did take him in, got him in two leagues, I think. Nice. I, I haven't started him yet. I didn't start him last week, unfortunately. But uh, plan to. I've missed one. Gallup. Who am I missing? Donald, Mayfield, Rosen and... Josh Allen! Josh Allen. 87-yard Josh Allen. I've traded Josh Allen in my two-quarterback league. In a league where I picked him up because he was the only available player on both my quarterbacks were either suspended or on by. I played Josh Allen. And now I've traded him for Alfred... No. Matt Breda and... Well, let's go Matt Breda's out. Nice. No, 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 he's not. He's, he's, he'll be back. And who's the other fella? Hopeful. Collins. Alex Collins. Alright. Well, considering both my quarterbacks have had their buys, I don't need to, three quarterbacks now. So, And my running... I'm playing Spencer Ware at the moment as my RB2. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought my RB situations were bad. I drafted... I'm Le- not that, though. No, it's a shocking league. I drafted Lev Bell number one, and then all the quarterbacks win, so I had to take Cam Newton and a wide receiver, and then after that, I was just in all sorts of bother. I think I'm one and four as well, but playing Josh Allen for four weeks hasn't helped me one bit. 87 yards. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to get that low and play a full game. He got the dub, though. I don't think he got it. No, he's part of the team, you know. I think the D, which again was uh, another waiver pick from last week. Was... Yeah, nice. <clears throat> OBJ doesn't know if he has an issue with Eli, but he's uh, mugging off the organisation. I'm going to save this for your loser. Um, no spoilers. Okay, we're <laughs> talking about that a little bit later. Hold tight. <laughs> That's the end of the news. We're 25 in. Not a lot of editing done. Let's move on to the waivers. Nick, do you have any waivers? I do. Oh, fire away, sir. Uh, I I do. Uh, give me a second. Okay. 
Julian, why don't you go ahead with one of yours? Because I have one, but he's quite a. I think he's quite a kind of off the wall pet. So, so he because uh, I had to make ones which weren't already on the list. So he's quite far down. <laughs> so Nick is deep sleeping, <laughs> very deep in week six. <laughs> to be fair, it should be said that uh, Socks of Year went went big. Normally, it's me that goes big and, and writes out a whole list and and leave none for anybody else. But you went really. <laughs> Well, I had to go really off the wall. So what normally happens on a Tuesday morning is Murph and I have a convo whilst I'm sat on a mower mowing away. Murph sat in the office and he tends to do all our admin and I've got to try and fill the holes. Whereas my son was born last Thursday and I now have nothing to do but watch a sleeping baby. So I managed to get online and do some admin myself. Enjoy it where you can. Well, I've got two weeks of absolute bliss. Let's start with the quarterback. Nick, is your deep, deep sleeper a quarterback? Uh, no, he's not. He's a running back. Okay, so between the three of us, we have one quarterback, and that's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I, I put Baker Mayfield on here. I just think what impresses me out of the four QB, and I was tempted to put Donald on there, but he still yardage-wise wasn't there for me. It was still under two hundred, even though he threw three TDs. That's not going to happen every week. One hundred ninety-eight yards. Yeah, slightly, just just below the the Murph cut line. <laughs> is it under two hundred? It is under two hundred. Right. <laughs> it, it could be half a yard it, it's still under the line for me so I, I'm looking at QBs where this is the time you got your buys coming in you need to stream one in for a week and Baker Mayfield every week he's putting up yards he's not turning the ball over loads I know he got two INTs one of them was not his fault last week and I think he's he's going to get yards he's going to get touchdowns he's going to get more familiar and confident with the receivers he's got out there there's talks of uh, Richard Matthews. He's worked out with them, and if they get him, that's an instant threat to that team. Yep. And I think he's a good shout going forward in the next couple of weeks because he's it's, got. It's not the next couple of weeks. It's the, the next, next five weeks. Yeah. So I think if you're a little short of QB, or you've got two pretty average QBs, we said last week it's a pretty stacked position. Take a punt on uh, Baker Mayfield. He's thirty-eight point one percent owned in, uh, in in ESPN leagues. Yeah, that hasn't changed. His schedule goes: Chargers at home, then they travel to Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, then they've got Kansas City and Atlanta at home. All five of those D's can be absolutely gashed, and it will be a shootout because all those teams can score points. Yeah. <laughs> so five, Baker Mayfield looks like a decent pickup if you can get him. Nick, let's have your deep sleeping running back. So my deep sleeping running back is Alfred Blue. Nice. Any thoughts on him? Texans running back Alfred Blue. Not sure on Lamar Miller's current health. Is he out for a long term? He's one of those he's going to be week to week. And he's not very good. <laughs> he's not great. So, I mean, it seems to make sense for a short period of time. You've got Daunta Foreman coming back in week seven or eight. Um, if. In, in the interim, potentially coming back in week seven or eight. But in the interim... I think he seems like a, a decent shout, and uh, I can't remember his lineup exactly. He's got Buffalo this week, nice. so seems like a decent matchup. Um, and that that was one I've got a, a league with uh, three running backs, and that was one that I was had my eye on. I just don't see them running the ball though against Buffalo as much. They'd be like the Titans. Yeah, but the Titans' offense is no way near as good as the Texans. But Texans is <coughs> beat up. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah, just the. The, te- the Texans have got weapons that's the thing with the Titans if you book up Corey Davis right. silence says it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay my running back Smarlon Mack don't know why I put him in there I don't actually like him uh, I was going to say <laughs> alright yeah, has he ever up. had a 100 yard rushing game probably not 
Alfred Morris is a good one, and Cole Juszczyk with Breda's injury. Hopefully Breda's not injured because I've just, like I said, traded for him. Alfred Morris should see most of the workload there. Yeah, Juszczyk <clears throat> gets a lot of receptions. Yeah, and he's a big lad as well. Can't bring him down. He's huge. I like Juszczyk. I think he's a good player. Um, Alfred Morris, 50% owned in leagues. Nice. Um, he had some really useful touches the other day. So my boy Kerryon Johnson's injured his ankle. Not sure how severe that is, but Legarrette Blunt suddenly becomes relevant. No, I love Legarrette Blunt. By the way, love him. I've defended him, I think, on here before, and I think he's great in the goal line. But this is the Lions, and they don't get to the goal line that often. Well, yeah, but then you just said earlier Matt Stafford's gonna, so they do get around. But he's not catching back. No, No. Theo Riddick will come in and do that. Yeah. So get better soon, Kerryon Johnson. Who the, who the Lions got this week? Bear with. I can get that up right now. They're on bye. So don't play him this week. <laughs> you set me up. You set no, me up. I didn't oh. know. I genuinely didn't know. I would never do that to you. I didn't know. But um, I, I like I like, I like that. I picked him up every year. I always like him for a period of time where he gets TDs. But he is the king of the one-yard, two-yard scores. Yeah, their schedule's not that favourable either. Mike Davis is clearly Seattle's number two now behind Chris Carson. Rashad Penny will drop him like a penny. It's such a shame. Talented coming out of college. Yeah. But I'm sorry, this class of running backs this year has not been great. Everyone talking about it's been the best class of running backs for years. And not one of them. Saquon is getting the headlines for doing more catching yards than rushing yards. Yeah. Sonny Michelle's looks alright. Yeah, alright. We picked him up. Pre-season. Jalen Rashad, obviously he's not going to get the whole bulk unless Marshawn Lynch goes down, but he is getting a lot of catches. He's definitely the third down back, so in deep PPR leagues, he's your boy. Yeah, they, Doug Martin is irrelevant again. Um, we mentioned Wendell Smallwood a little earlier, same sort of thing. But if Shady gets traded, then don't worry. <laughs> Smallwood becomes Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Corey Clement's probably going to be the backup there. Yeah, definitely. Murph, you got any other running backs to add? Uh, Rojo, we talked about it last week. Yeah. 18% owned, so not many of you listened to us. I would say, how did he go this week? Well, yeah, bye. Exactly. So he rested. <laughs> but he's going to get more and more touches, so he's one for me long term, and he's got Atlanta next week. So, dream matchup to, to have them at this stage. James Connor absolutely obliterated that Atlanta team. And. Rojo should get some more touches. I think he's going to get more than Rogers. I think he's definitely a good pick. And I put in here as well, TJ Yeldon, surely because he's still 10% not owned somewhere. So <laughs> Go find him. Go find him. Do you know what? If you do find him in your league, hit us up on socials and just let us know the screenshot saying, found him. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. And we'll give Please you a shout out next week. Uh, also, if you take Mark Sanchez as well, like we said last week. Don't you- go and take Mark Sanchez, guys. This is not legit fantasy tip. He's going to be a QB somewhere this year. In his mum's back garden, maybe. He's throwing to his we'll CFL. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, CFL is dire. I put that on the other day when I was feeding the boy. and it's They've got a 55-yard line. What's that about? Like, where's this extra 10 yards come from? That's just, they only do three downs as well. Yeah, well, not surprised. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Second grade football. Wide outs. Nick, got anything? Dante Moncrief. Jaguars got a lot of targets, saw a lot of targets last week. Uh, he's a bit of a veteran, but he is up against the uh, the, the Cowboys this week. Um, seems seems 
Ownable. Seems ownable. Like it. Murph, where you at? What, on Moncrief or, uh, or anybody else? Anywhere you like. Um, so, we said last week, Kiki Kuti. Hope you took a, advice on that. He had six targets and... Was that over 100 yards reception? Yeah. yeah so, solid, solid game week for him. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is probably my pick of the week of everybody because... He is just very quietly getting a touchdown a game. He's not going to get you 100 yards a game, but Atlanta got the Buccaneers on Sunday who leak touchdowns for fun. So I can see Sanu definitely getting a score. And if he gets you, again, if you're looking at a score, 50, 60 yards, it's 12 points minimum to put on standard scoring. You take that in your flex if you're really desperate and short on players due to buys. Yeah. How do we feel about Robbie Anderson? Not for me. Okay. Nick, any thoughts? I mean... <laughs> so, yeah, he's not a favourite in the studio. Well, no, he is. I, I like the player, but he got eight eight targets last week. He's not going to get that every week. And... He had three receptions. Well, he didn't get eight targets. Maybe it's eight, he's had eight receptions for the year. Sorry, that's where I've mixed that one up. Nine. Right. So he's had nine receptions for the year. Yeah, three, 123 yards off three receptions and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's done, he's done the Nick Chubb. It's the same reason we said don't pick up Nick Chubb. He has done a Nick Chubb. He's pretty much done what Nick Chubb did the week before. They do have the Colts this week, which isn't horrendous. And if Darnold is starting to unleash the longer bombs, he's not a bad pickup if you're desperate. Yeah, but he's not a PPR pick at all. No. Traquan Smith? Nope. <laughs> I like the player. Really like the player. He's just yeah. not going to get enough work. I There's think, like you said... so much going round. Yeah. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara got a little bit let off this week workload wise just because Ingram was back and they could spray the ball about you still got Cameron Meredith in there you've got uh, Ben Watson in there you've got enough he's got so, and he was throwing balls to targets on Monday night last night people I never heard of yep <laughs> I, I swear at one point Breeze is just part of his publicity stunt. I'm sure there was someone Smith out there. Or was that Traquan Smith? Yeah, yeah. it was Traquan. But I'm sure he's probably pulled someone from the crowd and suited him up and gone, yeah, go on, go along for this one. He'll be open. <laughs> yeah, he'll be open. Because <laughs> that's the kind of thing Drew Breeze would do. Um, there's one we, there's one here um, in terms of the Packers. Valdez Scantling. What are your thoughts? Um, he got over 100 yards, I think, this year, this week. And... Yeah, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, 68 yards, apologies. Seven receptions, 68 yards, and a touch. That's going to do some work in PPR leagues. Yeah, but what I liked about him is he was on all... He led all the receivers, on the, including Adams, in snap count, and was on all but four of the snaps. Wow. And Cobb and Allison are injured. He's 3% owned. Allison could be back though. It was a concussion, so he could he should clear this week. Yeah, unless it was dire. Adams had a good week. Nine receptions, hundred and forty yards. He's not hundred percent either. Yeah, I could do with him not getting any more yards. I've got to bet he's not going to go over a thousand yards this season with a, a lad from another league. What's he on? Uh, currently, um, well, I don't know if I can find this out without doing it in my head. Um, one, that's one sixty two forty three uh, about. 390 okay uh, he's going to go over a thousand he's on pace it's a water bet as well so whoever loses has to get doused with water Ooh. yeah and normally it's just a cup but I'm going to go big and I'm going to fill the tractor bucket up at work and get someone to tip it on me 
Nice. Yeah. Well, you know. Make of... sure you film that for Twitter. For sure. Any other wideouts, Nick? No. So the only one I've got is Taylor Gabriel. Not sure how involved he's going to be with the Bears, but he looked good last week, bar this two weeks ago because they were on bye. And I don't think he's that well owned. I don't know if you've got his ownership, Murph, in front of you. Uh, no, no, I don't in front of me. I can look. Um, Rashad Breeland is... Uh, Rashad Matthews, not Rashad Breeland. Uh, Rashad Breeland is a quarterback. Uh, quarterback even. Uh, Rashad Matthews is trying out with the Browns, as I mentioned. And if you're really desperate, this is not a waiver wire pick, but this is something I'd be looking at Thursday, Friday, if he's been given a jersey. He's one I'd pick up because that Browns offense, I think, is going to go on fire yeah. soon. And Especially I, with their schedule, like we mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd be, if you, if you see anything, maybe subscribe to uh, Rap Sheet, at Rap Sheet on Twitter. It's normally the breaking news. Um, have that on alerts for the next couple of days. And you might hear that he gets a jersey. And if he does, put an instant claim in. For sure. Fire those cannons, Murph. Let's move on to tight ends. Your boy Cameron Brake's got to be in there. Hundred percent. Now, now he's uh, now Winston's back. It definitely has to be uh, Cameron Bray. He's scored a touchdown in his last two games. He's sixteen point seven percent owned. OJ Howard is out, so for the next few weeks, it's Atlanta, which has conceded the most points in the NFL this season to tight ends. To to, to, to everyone, everyone's overall points conceded. So um, I really like. He is Winston's get out of jail primary target receiver down the middle. So. He definitely is worth, again, I sort of said this last week, he's not going to get you 100 yards. He's more of a 60, 60 in a, if you get 60 in a TD, it's 11 points. It's kind of what you're looking for out of your, t- your tight end, especially definitely. if you're streaming him. Yeah, for sure. Nick, anybody at tight end? Uh, Austin Hooper, the Atlanta Falcons, 50% owned in ESPN leagues. It seems like uh, at the moment, Matt, who, who Matt Ryan, Ryan targets is kind of a, a random number generator. Like one week, it's definitely ain't Julio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, glad I traded him. And recently, it's been covered really, but why couldn't it be Austin Hooper? Well, I think he had a pretty decent week. He did. He had a good game. Six or seven week. receptions for seventy-seven yards. He was the seventh-ranked tight end. Uh, we talked about it last week. He was who I picked up. Very, very useful. Yeah, fourth in PPR as well. Fourth in PPR. So, useful outlet. Again, he's not going to score you 100 yards. He got 77, but no no touchdown, which was slightly annoying. Bet you beer next week. You can't tell me who was the fifth tight end in court in PPR scoring. <sighs> Nick, this applies to you as well. Don't cheat. No yeah. phones. Three receptions, 44 yards and a touch. Gets you fifth place in PPR scoring. Ricky Seals-Jones? No. Gronk? No. Gronk was eighth. Eric Swoop of Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah, he's not relevant. I was just testing the studio. So you both need to bring beer next week. That's how it rolls. How about the six I bought last week? Yeah, that counts. Nice. Sparky, we're still waiting for yours. <laughs> Don't know if you're listening. Come back soon, bro. Um, my tight end is Jeff Swaim of the Cowboys. He's definitely their tight end one. Yeah. Dak Prescott, as we said earlier, doesn't look very good. So if you're not playing well, you're going to check down. And if it's not a Zeke, it's going to be Swaim. Yeah, 95% snap rate across the season. That's not just one game. It's every game they played. He's 7.3% owned. So he's in there, which means if he's in there, like we saw with uh, Disley, you're going to get touchdowns at yeah, least. Definitely. That's about it for tight ends. Now, I did you... put Ricky Seals-Jones in there. 21.8% owned for Arizona. He's Rosen's uh, safety blanket. How did he get on this week? Um, not great. Yeah, it wasn't... I can't find him. <laughs> 
Foot. James O'Shaughnessy of Jacksonville outscored him. He definitely had a few catches, but he's near the line. I used to. No, I can't see him. Okay. I might even. I, terrible. Rico Gavers got his first ever NFL catch this week as well. He's not relevant for the Cowboys either, but just <laughs> letting you know a little stat there. Nice. DSTs, Nick, do you have a stream at DST? I don't know. I'm afraid I, I do not have one. No, no, no. No afraids here. Murph, your bills are there again. 100%. You, only 2% owned. Yeah. But if you're desperate for... I said this last week. That is so, desperate. 2%. <laughs> yeah, but you say that. So what, what did I say last week about the Bills-Titans game? It's going to be low scoring. I fancied Eva D in that game. That Bills D got takeaways. Um, got, you know, it It was it was, it was was good. It was a good defense. They Don't forget, this is a D that almost shut out Minnesota. So sort of, we were laughing about how bad the Bills are. They're bad, they're bad on... Offense, but that D's not bad. They were the third highest scoring offense this week. What defense? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, the Bills they were the third highest scoring offense. Don't, no, don't you rep my boy Josh Allen until next week when I trade him and he's eight, no longer my boy. Eight seven yards. Um, it's fine. He's not mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the Bills are a great shout, and you know, I everyone's talking about the Texans and this high scoring. They, they haven't lit it up yet. Okay, they could do at some point, but there's no Will Fuller. Deep ball's not there. Run game is. In pieces, I really fancy them to get at um, Watson, get some sacks, turn the ball over. Watson is known to throw them, especially if he's moving. Exactly, if you get him out the pocket, he will throw picks. I really, really like the look of them, and I like the the view of the next few games. So for me, if you're really struggling in that position, definitely worth a look. Colts then New England after that. Yeah, not a bad pickup for a few weeks. No. Um, slide past your next one and move to the last and that's the Titans so if you listen to Murph last week and you still have the Titans they're playing the Ravens this week and aren't a bar bad play no your middle one here is the Bears now I was more surprised they were less owned than the Titans I think everyone got on the Titans last week I think the thing with the Bears was they were probably drafted so nobody went looking for them no but 13% of the leagues don't have them that's 87% owned for people who can't do math in their head <laughs> Tannehill was classic Tannehill had a good period early in the game and then let the Bengals catch up they scored no second half points or was it three second half points not many it was certainly no more than three so yeah I'd be all over the Bears if they're free which I doubt they are but go Khalil Mack oh John Gruden misses you (laughs) (laughs) who do I have at DST this is a list so I like the Jets at home this week against the Colts against Andrew Luck yeah, but they probably won't have T.Y. Hilton or Jack Doyle. I heard T.Y. might be back. Might. Is the key word. Yeah, but yeah no, you're right. No. <laughs> yeah, Luck's been sacked ten times already. The Jets have shown the ability to get to the quarterback in the last three weeks, have sacked the quarterback ten times themselves. Two and two together makes 40-ish, something like that. The Jets are not a bad play, and they've looked good. If Darnold can score and the Jets' D can get, their secondary is fire. As well, the Colts D's not uh, not great either. So Darnold should get time to throw. Yep. So you're right. I think if he gets a lot of time on the field, then I think that becomes really a relevant matchup. My next one is a bit of a punt. It's the Bengals at Steelers. I'm not sure who's at home in that one, but I can tell you right now, the Bengals were the top scoring D last week. I'm pretty sure it's got to be the Bengals at home, isn't the it? The Bengals are at home, which Big Ben ain't great on the road, guys. Unless you've been living under a rock. And they've they've got 13 sacks on the season so far, and don't forget, 
matey boy. What's his name? Burfitt's back. Oh, yeah. He had a great game against the Dolphins. Which is only going to help. Browns. <laughs> Browns versus Chargers. I quite like the Browns in this one. The Browns D is legit. Leading the league in takeaways and turnover possessions. Yeah. In defences. And the Chargers have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing defences this year. Wow. And the Browns will be out there. I don't know how owned they are. I can tell you right now. They are owned in 41% of leagues. So they're there. If you're streaming, the Browns are available. Yeah, definitely on that. That's it. Anybody else got a waiver they want to come out of? Uh, yeah, I've got kickers. <laughs> Why not? Fire away. Well, you know, kickers don't ever get any love. And I feel it's about time. Kickers don't matter. I think you finally do. Um, so... Relevant. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> didn't you have the host on a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you, whatever, carry on. Sir. Listen. So, um, this is a real punt. I've gone for some real outside kicking help because the let's first be honest, one can't be true. No, it is, and I'll tell you why. So, in terms of kickers at the moment, you've just watched Mason Crosby miss five kicks at the no, weekend. No, 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 stop. But I'll Spoiler stop there. Alert. No, I'll stop. But my point is that. There aren't that many reliable kickers out there. This guy is <laughs> Rosas of the Giants. He's 1.5% owned. I'm going to go as far to say he is the Giants MVP of the year. That's how far I'm going to go out on the limit. Because he's the only one who week after week has consistently turned up and, and done their job. But surely you want to pick a kicker of a side that scores points. But I, my point <laughs> is, is I don't think they get in the red zone that often. So I think they're going to kick a lot of field goals. Right. That's my thinking. And I'm thinking, do you know what? If you're getting a standard four points per field goal, I really like it. I just think it's it's, it's a ten-point play for me. I think yeah, it's, it's a massive punt, but I think they are going to kick more field goals than, than they have been. I like Parkey of the Bears, and I like Randy Bullock of, of the Bengals. Again, I just think these two probably haven't kicked as many field goals as we expected, and I think over the coming weeks they will be. So if you're struggling in the kicker position and you need a change, these three... Rosas is 1.5% owned, um, Parkey is 7.3% owned, and Randy Bullock, who has been really, really good this year. Yep. So under the radar good. I know he missed... The Bengals have I know been he missed under the, the radar point. good. Yeah, they have been. And I know Bullock missed an extra point at the weekend, but 7.9% owned, I think he's he's been pretty automatic throughout the year. So uh, I like all three. Your it, kickers don't matter a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, winners and losers. Nick, would you like to start us off? From the list. Or oh, yours, if you've got your own. I do not have my own. Alright then. You can comment on ours. Okay, now if yours is, yours is top of the list, who's your winner? Uh, McVeigh, for me, is is the winner. Do you know what? It's, it's easy to pick a 5-0 and coach, and it's not why I'm picking him. I'm not picking him because they're going to lock the NFC 1 seed early, probably November. Um, I'm picking him because... It takes a great coach to listen to their players. So if you're not knowing what I'm referring to, in the game against the Seahawks, they're four from one. He brings the punting unit out. So it's about a minute 40 left. Seattle have no timeouts remaining. And he brings the punt team out and then he takes a timeout. Jared Goff and the offensive leaders say, no coach, we got this. We'll get the sneak. We'll get the yard. We'll go into victory formation and we'll win the game here and there. And I, I really respect coaches that listen to their teams and go, all right, boys, it's on you. And 
Jared Goff gets the sneak, he gets over by an extra yard or two, they go in victory formation, they win the game. So he's not got on his high horse and gone, hey, I'm 4-0, and nearly 5-0, and I went to the playoffs, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. He's, he's listened to his team, and that's the sign of a great coach. So for me, he's definitely my winner of the week. Love that. The Rams are so great to watch right now. Unbelievable. Really exciting. No, just the plays that they call is the amount of play action. The thing is, you know it's going to be a play action and there's nothing you can do about right. it. Some of the misdirection um, is just it's just nuts. Like what they do with Gurley and he ran from one way and he ran the other way. It's just it's brilliant. Brilliant to watch. I also have a personal uh, winner of the week. So Alvin Kamara, which is a surprise to anyone who uh, owns him because he only got 24 yards. But he got four... Four yards on the final possession of the game to help me win my fancy matchup by point uh, zero four against James. James, if you're listening, uh, I'd tune off probably for the next two or three minutes. Um, <laughs> so don't listen because I'd still like to go for a beer with you next weekend when we go to the NFL. But uh, I went five and zero in the listening league as a result of that. So cheers, Alvin. Uh, pint pint for you when I see you. You've got to be top now, five and zero. Tied with Steve. Oh, the armadillos, and we, and we play this week. Oh, I love that. The five and O versus the five and O, smashing. Expect big news next week on that. Well, yeah. Either way, I've just I've just beaten one unbeaten team, so to beat the other would be immense. You beat me, didn't you? Yeah, but you're not unbeaten. No, no, I know. I'm just but saying yeah, you beat yeah, me. I've beaten you on the way. That's fine. I'll get you second half. My winner, Drew Brees. Mentioned him earlier. Becomes the leading past passing quarterback in history. I know Murph didn't enjoy the two minutes he took off, but it is some feat anyway just to make that milestone. And he's such a such a nice guy as well. I just think, how many more seasons has he got? One more. Murph's, got, Murph's given me the single finger <laughs> and not the bad one. It's just, yeah, maybe. I'm not, I've not done the old Thomas at you, don't I? I mean, I really like him, but uh, so I follow him on Instagram and he's just painfully sort of wholesome human being. And he's just like pictures of his kids and like more pictures of his kids with the community and like pictures of his kids at the playground and it's just like, oh my God. I hate you for being so nice. Yeah, and then you have like... Do we think Antonio Brown... Kamara, who he's throwing to, who's just like a complete nut job. Or do we, do we think that Antonio, Bra- uh, Antonio Brown saw Drew Brees and threw the vase out? <laughs> As he was walking with his kids. He's going to stir the story a little bit more. <laughs> Drew Brees is walking along with his polystyrene foam for the soup kitchen and Antonio Brown's thought, do you know what, pal? You're too nice. Here's a vase. Maybe. Could explain what? <laughs> Tweet that out. Loser. So my loser is the New York football giants. Except their kicker. Except the kicker. He is immune <laughs> from the next sort of one to two minutes of this conversation. Do you know what really annoys me? Other than the fact that the Brown, uh, the, the giants have finally snapped a 37 game streak of not scoring 30 points it's when they do it they still manage to lose (laughs) you've got a quarterback who is arguably the most boring overrated annoyingly bad cannot throw a deep ball or ball over two and a half yards in any direction anywhere to anybody near near catching the ball unless it's the opposition he throws pick after pick. That O line gets so much disrespect, and it's not as bad as people think. No, no. no. If They're... you saw, if you saw my post from the page a little while ago, the picture from behind of Eli Manning on one play, and this, the amount of space he was given by his O line in the pocket was unreal. And for him not to be able to find people from that is a joke. You know, they they went they went three and three and thirteen last year, and they think, 
I know what we're going to do. We've got a 38-year-old quarterback that's well past the hill that everybody knows. You you fire your old coach who, okay, wasn't a great coach, but you recognise that Eli Manning is not an NFL-worthy quarterback anymore. Drops him. He loses his job over that. So you bring in a new coach who's gone, yeah, we'll back Eli to the hill. And do you know what? We're going to give him more weapons. We're going to take a running back at two, despite this being the best quarterback class we'll probably see in the next 10 years. All four rookies won at the weekend, even Josh Allen. So... There's something in it that that quarterback was was well, 87 yards. Stop it with the 87. He still won. Yeah, but anyway, so they've decided that they're in win now mode after winning three games last year and adding Saquon. And I feel bad for Saquon. I don't personally think he's a great running back. I think he's good. He's got some explosive power. He's not doing it on the ground. He's doing it in the air. You've got OBJ comes out and slags. I don't know. We mentioned this. I don't know if the quarterback's the problem. I don't know if I've got a problem with, with Eli. You do, because you're complaining you're not getting any touches. We've well, also not scored any touchdowns prior to this weekend. And your first touchdown of the season, and, and I'll rate you for this, you've thrown a 57-yard touchdown pass to, to Saquon Barkley. Steady, because don't, don't ruin the streets. No. Don't ruin the streets. I won't. But my point, my point is this. You've got players. It's a, it's a mesh-mash of of players there's no cohesiveness there's no team spirit they give up a 63 yard uh, field goal to lose the game to Caroline you think okay that's bad luck only it's not it's happened in each of the last two seasons where they've given up a walk off uh, field goal of 60 or high 50 targets so they did it with Jake Elliott last year when um, the Eagles just kept on winning and were unbeaten they're just a, a franchise that are just a mess and need to be completely sort of struck down they're probably going to end up with a top three pick this year draft better pick better players get a quarterback this year and don't you know and put your 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 wide receiver one your star man on a leash you can't have him going out there slamming the team questioning everything thinking he is the end all be all you've paid him the money you've allowed him to do this you try and criticize it saying i'm not paying attention to this well you have to because everyone else is it's a franchise that is just an absolute mess, and they will—they will not win more than four games this year. And I can see people like the Bills and Arizona getting close to that. So I think they're picking in the top three next year. Awful franchise. You heard it here first. The I'm Giants done. suck. Let's go, Jets! <laughs> Gang Green, baby. The Jets will win more games than the Giants this year. Gives me more to write about. Nick, do you have a loser off the top of your head? Anything that anything you thought was poor this week in the NFL? Um, I have an interesting statistic. Oh, love it! Um, tell you is, what, hold that stat for twenty seconds. I'll give you my loser, and you can start Murph on the streets. Yeah, nice. Okay, hold that stat. Well, for like, you can you can spin my my interesting statistic into a winner. Okay, go on then. So my winner is the two point conversion. So interestingly, over the last ten years, um, the percentage of touchdowns which have been gone to two points has been about five percent. This year, it's up at eleven point three percent. And if you look at how successful they've on average been, then this is a more correct percentage that coaches should be going for the two points. Because on average, I don't know exactly how they work it out, and, it, and I thank uh, 538, the statistics website, for this piece of information. Um, but uh, it's something I read earlier in the week, something I thought was interesting, um, that the two-point conversion is becoming a lot more popular, twice as popular as it's been historically. And that's only good for fantasy because you get more points if you get two point conversion. This is true, especially if your quarterback or running back or wide receiver catches them. Love that. My loser is Mason Crosby. We talked about him earlier. Pressure of recent on all kickers after a couple being cut last week is massive. And for someone of a calibre as high as Mason Crosby to go out and miss his first five field goals 
I just the pressure on kickers as a whole must be horrendous and for him to be out there in practice probably popping them left right and centre from wherever he fancies and then to go out into the stadium and miss your first five I mean he's he's hit more uprights than he did make field goals in the game and Aaron Rodgers went over to him and put his arm on his shoulder and just said look don't worry about it sort of thing 13 points I think he left out there and the Packers would have won I mean one of those is one of those is a 55-56 yard field goal so I can, you can tolerate that but at what point are you going to stop letting the guy kick one he kicked one in garbage time and he actually made it well yeah but unfortunately, I don't know if he's been cut. I doubt it. He hasn't as of yet. I I would. <laughs> go I, get the go, go get the Giants kicker. No, you well, you got Kai Forbath out there. Yeah, no, true. You know, Kai Kai Forbath for me, shocking. He hasn't got a job. Right then, last segment of the week. Nick just gave his stat. Let's Lo- move on to Murph it. on the streets. Love the stat. Where are you at, Murph? Come on then, hit us with your three stats. So, the Chiefs are 5-0 and for the fourth time in franchise history. Uh, 2003, 2013, last year and this year. They have never won a playoff game after starting 5-0. and So, this might be the year. I still think they lose six games. I might revise that to five. I didn't <laughs> expect them to lose. I did expect them to lose the Jags, but I didn't expect Blake Balls to be that bad. Um, the Rams are the fifth team to score 30-plus points in each of their first five games to start a season. Three of the previous three of the previous four teams to accomplish this feat advance to the Super Bowl, so it's all looking good for the Rams. And you've got on that. I wonder what the Rams are to make the Super Bowl odds wise. Fives? I don't know. Just guessing. I'm gonna look it up. Carry on. Um, OBJ had a fifty yard, fifty seven yard passing TD to Saquon Barkley. It was the longest Giants pass play of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Per next-gen stats, the air distance of 45 yards was higher than any completion by Eli Manning this season. So your best quarterback on the team is the wide receiver. And you can't play with quarterback because he's your best wide receiver. (laughs) I would. No, you can't. Why not? You can't throw to himself. He doesn't need to. He's not Marcus Mariota. Listen, I'd be... I play the janitor over Eli Manning at this stage. <laughs> Not uh, that Dave, surely. <laughs> Seven to one they are. Well, yeah, see. Chiefs. Um, and last one for me. Adam Thielen is the first player in the Super Bowl era to record 100 plus receiving yards in each of his five first games of a season. So it's not Jerry Rice. It's not Randy Moss. It's not T.O. Adam Thielen. You heard it here first, guys. Adam Thielen is the number one wide receiver in fantasy. He's probably the number one wide receiver in history. If he carries on at this rate, he will be. <laughs> Hang your yellow gloves up, pal, because you've done well. Any That's final it. thoughts, chaps? No. Looking forward to having all the time in the world to watch NFL, so I'm excited. Yeah, Nick is a winner of the week. Nick has got enough <laughs> well, time now. Well, and, and there is yourself. You know, don't forget you've had your your baby yes, boy come into yeah. the world. Yeah, that should be our finding, our closing thought. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks very much. Go find the podcast, guys. Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a stream. Really appreciate some reviews. Give us some five stars on iTunes. It would be much appreciated. You can find us on social media at Five Yard Rush, YRD Rush. But until next week, guys, Murph, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Nick, welcome to the team. Thank you very much. And until next week, don't forget, guys, keep rushing.
we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.